Welcome, welcome, welcome to Thirst Knowledge Podcast, episode 73. I'm James Evers. I'm Justin. And I'm Seth Tardiff. And today on the episode, we're talking all about Halloween. Yes, we sure are. We are talking about the original origins of Halloween that date back to many years ago. We also talk about the roots of some of the classic Halloween traditions, such as trick-or-treating, parties, apple bobbing, the food that's involved with this great, fun holiday that we like to celebrate Fuck every yeah. year. I get so drunk. <laughs> every year. Every <laughs> yeah. year. Yeah, James does get pretty drunk at Halloween. It's so fun. And jack-o'-lanterns. Yep. Yep. We talk about where they come from. It's a good story right at the end there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we got big, big Halloween episodes this year. We got uh, a couple of them. So after you listen to this one. Surprise, surprise. There's yeah. some more. We got, we got more coming out. So enjoy this one and enjoy the rest of them. And then go back and listen to the old ones if you haven't already. They're great. Mm-hmm. Enjoy. 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 What? Yeah, Halloween. What day is it? Not Halloween. Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. Do you guys remember your first time trick-or-treating? I, ah, fuck. I have to like start going back and back, but yeah, kinda, kinda. I think I I remember the costumes more than I remember the event. Okay. Yeah. I remember costumes, I guess. I guess there was as a very young child there's pictures of it my mom made costumes for me and my brother mm-hmm. and we had to have been like three and five and i remember i was like a lion and my brother was a fucking like dinosaur and then all i remember really is like walking like a couple loops around a park as a child and like maybe i was with my class and people just like watched us parade okay but then like actually trick-or-treating i remember living where i used to live jfk and that was just mecca that was like halloween trick-or-treat mecca like kids would come to our streets to to trick-or-treat because they knew they were going to get good stuff it was like a kind of a wealthy area of clinton oh yeah it was like two cul-de-sacs yep and like you'd walk up the cold go around down and then you go up the next street all the way up around and down and you would have a pillowcase full of shit Mm mm-hmm and then, like, everyone's parents would just, like, fucking walk with them. And and one of my neighbors would have a baller-ass, like, Halloween, like, you know, those one that one neighbor that just, like, decorates the shit out of their house? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there's just, like, every inch is covered in crazy cool shit. That was this guy. He was, like, a super, like, collectible, like, movie nerd kind of, mm-hmm. like, guy. And he, like, had his own hobby shop in town that it would sell, like, you know, just, like, Star Wars artifacts and cards oh, nice. and all that. And he just had, like all the professional like he had all the professional movie killers stuff so he had like jason and he had like creatures crawling out of the fucking dirt like zombies and shit nice and then he had um like a projector that was playing like a classic movie like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like halloween or whatever it was pretty sick and strobe lights and shit it was fucking all out and you had to make a point to go there like look at all his stuff before you, you know and, and then he, his, he handed out candy too, right? Yeah, like, yeah. His like, wife would hang theatrics. out. Theatrics. Yeah, yeah. And his son, his son was like maybe a couple years older than me. He would always have like the most ballerist costume. Like one time he was like, I think it was before Lord of the Rings. 
came out, but he was Gandalf. Mm-hmm. But he had like stilts and shit. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and like a huge staff, and he was like fucking fifteen. Wow! And I was like, yo, I was like, that's sick. <laughs> he was like one of the. You remember that fucking? Uh, I think it was from Terminator. That toy. Yes. That was like a skeleton hand. Yeah, and I would you just could give the finger and you to everybody. Could, and you can control the fingers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He had yeah. one of those one time. Yeah. And I was like, I always wanted. There was a couple of toys that I always, and that was one of them. I never. Yeah, got. I remember kids having that toy. And if you had it, that was like, oh shit. Yeah. You had that skeleton hand that you could move the fingers. Like, yeah. I was like, I wish I, I never got it. But yeah. another thing I never got, side note, a, a Home Alone talk back. You guys remember Talk Boy? Talk Boy. Talk Boy? Never yeah. had that. So sick. Well, guess what, James? Um, I've got one that was a gift from T2 to the podcast, so we can play around with it. What? Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, he was like, I found this when I was getting ready to move to Texas, and uh, he gave it to me, so I've, I've got one. Damn. Yeah. yeah. You can play like shit higher and lower, right? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Here, we'll demonstrate it on the podcast right now. James, say something. What's up, guys? Yeah, so when you guys hear that in the podcast, it'll be, you know, slower. What's up, guys? <laughs> six, 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 I don't know. Yeah, there you go. That's it. Um, yeah. So, Ham, what about I, you? So, it, it was, it's, I was, this kind of like went through my mind as you were explaining your story. And I don't know what it is. Maybe it correlates with the rise of fast food and fat, lazy Americans. But, <laughs> okay. like, Dude, like I, my mother always made my Halloween costume from mm-hmm. scratch, yeah. like Damn. sewing machine, like everything. Yeah. And dude, that's what people did the back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Like even like hundreds of years ago when it was like fucking like olden times. Like, like trick or treating hundreds of years It was ago? just like creepy, like crude homemade costumes. Yeah. And now it's just a bunch of fucking Master Chiefs and fucking plastic. That's true. Like face masks everywhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I was for some reason from like third grade to like seventh grade. I was always I'd for some reason I'd always have the same costume because I don't know why I was like, yeah, I'm going to be this guy again. And I was just like I was like wearing a flannel with like stab wounds in it and I was just covered in blood. Like I was just like a dead guy. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Jason in a way, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, I was a dinosaur one year i was bugs bunny one year um and then at a certain like tipping point i just wanted to keep being a commando yep <laughs> for like you for like just, six years running that's kind of what i was for yeah there was one year where power rangers was on a hype mm-hmm. and me my brother and like three of my cousins were like all the rangers damn that's right. cool where each one of us was a color and we we're like yeah. yeah so it was pretty sick I don't remember my, I don't remember the exact experience, my first trick or treating, but I do remember my last. I remember your last trick or treating. <laughs> do you? <laughs> so it was I. I believe it was sophomore year of high school. Yeah, I couldn't believe mine you guys was were going out trick or treating. Yeah, mine was freshman. At, like at that point, you would go to parties and get trashed and fucking whatever yeah or you'd just be like oh that's lame and you'd fucking go out and buy your own candy or steal it from your younger brother and sister yeah (laughs) so i went as batman but so me and jason a friend of ours we didn't decide to go trick-or-treating until the day of trick-or-treating 
And so we went down to Toys R Us to try to find a fucking costume. And all they had. You were Batman. So all they had was like children sized costumes. Yeah. So I, I found the largest child size and I squeezed into it with classic Batman. Batman. Dude. It wasn't like fat Batman, but it was like straight camel toe Batman. <laughs> yeah, because he was he was skinny. He was like real skinny. What's a male camel toe? <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. Oh my god! It's that, is that going to be like the only QC for this Halloween episode? <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! I used to know what it was. It's a male oh, camel toe. Fuck. Yeah. So that was Batman, and I think he ended up being like. Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yeah, from like the prequels. Oh, you went with him? From the, no, 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 no. This was Jason. Jason. Oh. No, I knew they were going, and I'm like, oh, fuck that, guys. Give, <laughs> give me some candy when you get back. Like, <laughs> Oh, man. It was good. Yeah. I was, um, at the time, I was a freshman, and I was first year of high school, and I was kind of messing around with three girls that were like juniors in high school. And that year, I convinced them to go trick-or-treating with me. But I don't think we really looked for we. Didn't, I don't think we really like were getting candy. But I remember I was a pimp, and they were my three uh, prostitutes. Of oh course, yeah. And that year, I fucking I have pictures of it somewhere. But that year, I I don't know why, but I had to duct tape my legs, like clothes or maybe my something to my legs, not thinking, and I fucking had some serious trouble ripping the duct tape off of my skin, and it was like just duct tape all over my legs. I was like, fuck, why'd I do this? I don't even understand Wait, why you'd be duct taping right. things to your I had skin. To something, skin with that. something with the pants, yeah. I had to like duct tape them like around my upper thigh. So it was really ghetto. Yeah, but I mean, I had Halloween a pretty good outfit. Thing. I had like nice big ass shoes. And Did you I buy like the pimp hat at Spencer's? I gifts? had a pimp hat. I had a bunch of shit. I had a cane. With like a crystal skull on it. Yeah. And they were all just Candy. looking. They were all dressed up like harlots. <laughs> and then we like walked around. I don't know if we ended up leaving, but that was my last Halloween. Yeah. So that had to have been freshman year because those girls, we weren't friends after sophomore year. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's ridiculous. It was fun though. It was fucking fun. Yeah. I, I don't remember too many specific experiences. I know my mom made... I think every single costume I ever had Damn. when I was a kid. She made Power Rangers costumes for all of us. Mina and Gina were all Power Rangers one year. Yeah. Which uh, which color ranger was Seth, if you had to guess? Red or blue? I'm gonna go red ranger. Uh, blue. I blue? was blue. Yeah. I was a fat blue ranger. That's probably <laughs> Billy. Like, Billy, yeah. Uh, Billy. Somewhere in the fourth to sixth grade range, maybe. Something like that. No, I think it was way earlier, man. Power Rangers were second grade, third grade, probably more like second grade was when they were like when Power Rangers like really like gaining yeah. huge steam. Yeah, but the Ranger that you were, Ivan Ooze was like you 96. were the Ranger from the movie. Oh, that was from like ninety six or seven though. Okay, because you didn't have the helmet; you had like the bandana, like the head. Oh, head wrap bandana. oh, that's right. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ew, this is weird that I know. That is, well, there was a picture of <laughs> yes. all three of us that was hung on my we childhood used to, We used to laugh at you. Wall, and they would laugh at me <laughs> because it was still on the wall when we were in high school. <laughs> yeah. and it was from so many years ago, and I was just this chubby little Blue Ranger. That's funny. Um, but it was fun. At the, you know, I, at, at the time, I thought it was awesome. 
you know, and it still is awesome. Um, but I went through a little period where I was like embarrassed of it, <laughs> as you know, you do when you're a teenager and you're you want to be cool and you're never, and you're never cool, except for James, except for James, James pimp and hose. Oh yeah, yeah, I was. <laughs> all three of them. I remember all their names too, but I won't say it on the air. Mm. Definitely, definitely not. Um, Goddamn. So, do you guys ever wonder where this all started? Halloween. Do you like guys how know it how it started? Do you have any like crude guesses before I give you all the answers? I'm gonna say it started in like the 50s. I don't know. 19, so like the 1950s, act of, uh, the act of trick or treating, or or Halloween, like any, Halloween tradition, both, both. Yeah, I'm gonna say Halloween didn't start until America started. Right, I'm gonna say it's an American holiday. Okay. Does that make sense? It does make sense. Yeah. Right. So like 1775 is definitely like maybe the very first account, but probably more like 1810. Well, well America was 1776. Yeah, but they were here before that. Yeah. Okay. Doing shit, you know. All right. So I I <clears throat> I can't imagine the art of the art, the act of going door to door fucking gathering treats is older than the United States. Okay. I'm going to stick with James, but I'm going to say more in like the I'm going to say more like the late 1800s. Yeah, that's right. a solid answer. Well, we'll find out if you guys are uh, right at some point in this podcast. After this quick commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> no commercials. So, we're going to start in the beginning with the roots of what would become what we know as Halloween okay. in the United States and around the world too, because Halloween celebrated or some version thereof. Hallow's Eve. So that we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But first we're going back a couple thousand years. God damn. Thousand Jesus? years. We're to, going to Jesus times. But I mean, yeah, Jesus ish times. So the, um, the Celtic people. Okay. The Celtic people. Yeah. Which existed a couple thousand years ago. They celebrated something called Samhain. Samhain. Now, you may have seen this word before, and you may have heard it in another pronunciation because it's spelt S-A-M-H-A-I-N, Samhain. Okay. So, there's a band, uh, Glenn Danzig had a band called Samhain, but it's actually pronounced Samhain. I don't know. I never really listened to them, uh, but- Whatever, that's where it comes from. It was a Celtic festival. Okay. Samhain. Okay. So the Celts were a group of people that lived mostly in an area now known as Ireland. Mm. Samhain marked the end of summer and the beginning of harvest. As the weather became cold and dark, it was commonly associated with death because these conditions made for tougher living. Cold and shit. Yeah. It's getting cold. Your crops are towards the end of their life, all that stuff. You get to get ready for the winter. It's also dark because, you know, electricity and all that stuff. You don't really have that. You so have less sunlight during the less day. Less sunlight during the day. So everything just becomes more harder. So a lot of people die during that time because mm -hmm. it's, it's harder to survive. Now, interestingly enough, the Celtic New Year began on November 1st. And it was believed that on the night before this day, the worlds of the dead and the living were blurred. That was because of certain beliefs they had. And it also relates to 
these fairies or spirits that they called a she. A she. It's spelled A-O-S-S-I. So the a she spirits or fairies were more easily able to come into the world and be particularly active during this time frame. It's the transitioning of years. It's also you've got your people dying. So it's a very, you know, sad, cold, dark, emotional time. Now, Samhain was celebrated on October 31st. And it was thought to believe that ghosts of the dead returned to the earth at that time. Ah. So it's really old, old time yeah. beliefs. Okay. So at Samhain, it was believed that the Aishi needed to be appeased to ensure that the people and their livestock survived the winter. Offerings of food and drink or portions of crops were left outside for the Aishi. The souls of the dead were said to revisit their homes seeking hospitality. Places were set at the dinner table and by the fire to welcome them. The belief that the souls of the dead return home on one night of the year and must be appeased seems to have ancient origins and is found in many cultures throughout the world. So something that I remember from my childhood was this um, cartoon called The Halloween Tree. Okay. where I learned a lot about this stuff and I would suggest that you watch it because it's a really cool like the Halloween the tree. Halloween tree yeah it's an underrated it's an animation it's, it's a cartoon it's, it's an animation it's a cartoon but it's also very um uh it's I don't know it's, it's really cool like even watching it <laughs> as an adult it's not like super like kitty or I mean it is car it is like aimed for kids and stuff but it's very informative they tr they essentially one of their friends dies and they're you know or is or is really sick rather and he's like on the verge of death and then there's this old guy that kind of guides them through they travel around the world and they see all these different customs of how H Halloween is celebrated like they do El Dia de los Muertos and all this stuff and they go to Egypt and there's mummies and all that oh, it's damn. it's kind of neat it's 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 a neat um but when I was reading about Samhain and they were talking about setting places at the dinner table for like the lost loved ones and everything. They show that in the Halloween tree. And I think it's been a couple of years since I watched it, but I think that that's, they do that like for El Dia de los Muertos too, or something, um, you know, setting empty places at the dinner table for people this to pass on. This is a movie, like an animated movie. It's like an animated movie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't think it's a super long movie. But I mean, it's not, it's not more than an hour it and a half or anything like that. It kind of sounds cool. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's pretty cool. The animation's cool. And they talk about a lot of the different traditions. So I definitely recommend watching that <clears throat> um, if you're interested more in the beginnings of Halloween and how it's celebrated around the world. But continuing on, Celtic priests known as Druids were empowered by the presence of these worldly spirits or a she. Oh, shit. And would use the abundance of energy to make predictions about the future. These predictions were used to put people at ease during the winter months ahead. Druids would build sacred bonfires to burn crops and animals as sacrifices during the event to ensure their predictions came true. So this, um, you're seeing that there, there's some kind of uh, celebration going on. You've got fires, you've got druids, you've got 
ritual ritual it's on october 31st yeah you can kind of see where this is going now by 43 ad the celts had been conquered by the roman empire and over the next 400 years the romans would start to integrate their culture into the celtic peoples and certain traditions and things would be merged um in the first couple hundred years, there were a few holidays that they were trying to re- not re- like, I don't know if they were directly replacing them, but they were introducing them to the people to kind of get rid of the old traditions and tell them their traditions. Um, one of these holidays was Feralia, and it was a day in late October when they would honor their dead. So the Romans had kind of a similar thing and they're like, well, we've got this thing that's kind of close to it. So why don't you do this instead? Because, you know, we're the conquering people. They also had another holiday that kind of we'll talk about later when we get to something else. But uh, it was called Pomona and it was a day to honor the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. And um, we'll talk about that when we get to it. But... Continuing on in the lineage of Halloween, or what will become known as Halloween, we have something called All Saints Day. Mm. So it's that Boondocks movie, right? Yeah. <laughs> yes, it's the Boondock Saints movie. Part That's two. Part two. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Assassins. So in May of 609 AD, Pope Boniface the Fourth dedicated the Pantheon in Rome to honor all Christian martyrs which started the Catholic celebration of All Martyrs Day. A hundred or so odd years later, during Pope Gregory III's papacy, he would expand the festival to include all saints and move the date of the event from May 13th to November 1st. Hmm. So now you have All Saints Day on November 1st. By 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day as an attempt to completely replace the old Celtic holidays and make a church-sanctioned holiday. Getting all, rid of like October 31st holiday and all that shit? Or it's was not that- really like getting rid of it, but it's saying like, hey, like we have a holiday that celebrates the dead and it's called All Souls Day. So you guys should celebrate that. We okay. just made it up and we've only been practicing it for like 10 years. <laughs> so uh, coincidentally enough, All Souls Day was celebrated with bonfires, parades, and costumes where people would dress as saints, angels, and devils. Oh, imagine dressing up as a devil back then. <laughs> You're going to get a fucking burned alive. <laughs> Not on All Souls Day, dude. <laughs> Dressing up as the devil. <laughs> so here's where it comes, James. All Saints Day was also known as All Hallows. All Hallows. All Hallows. Or All Hallowmas. Hallowmas. The night before, which was traditionally the date of Samhain, was known as All Hallows' Eve. Oh. So the Roman, so the- So the Samhain. Samhain. The, the Celtic the, tradition. The Celtic thing. The day before. It, it was, was on October 31st. Then the Romans come in, and then they call All Saints' Day on November 1st. They also have something on called All Souls' Day, which is the next day, but that kind of gets like jammed in together. Right. 
So now you've got um, All Saints Day, which is known as All Hallows. And the day before All Hallows is All Hallows Eve. So Samhain takes place on the same or took place on the same day as All Hallows Eve. Got it. So the word Halloween or Halloween dates to about 1745 and is of Christian origin. The word Halloween or Halloween means saints evening. It comes from a Scottish term for All Hallows Eve. In Scots, the word Eve is even, and this is contracted to E apostrophe E-N or shortened to E-E-N. And over time, All Hallows Even evolved into Halloween. Weird. Yes. That's Damn. a fun nugget though. Yeah. Couple steps, but I know it's a couple steps, but it's uh, you get from yeah. Samhain to Halloween. So seventeen forty five. Seventeen forty five is the first known use of Halloween. And when they were in Roman times, they were dressing up on All Saints Day as angels. Yes, and that Saint was in like the that was in like right around a thousand A.D. Okay, and so Samhain was like pre like was like you know BCE. Or right. BBC rather. BBC. <clears throat> not not BBC. <laughs> I think it was BBC. <laughs> That's how I measure my years. Yeah. All Hallows the term All Hallows Eve doesn't show up until fifteen fifty six, so it still took a couple hundred years after All Hallows Eve to get to Halloween. Yeah. So now we're getting closer to colonial times in the United States of America which is where we are and where we still celebrate Halloween today. So when a settlers first came over, okay, so we're talking- Plymouth Rock. That Yeah, that kind of stuff. You had the Puritans and the Northeast, and then uh, settlers would move down towards the Southern areas like Maryland and all that shit, right? So in colonial America, Halloween was not celebrated as much in the Northeast because of the strict Puritan beliefs. Uh, of course. Yes, exactly. Those Puritans, man. So at first, it was more common in the Southern colonies, such as Mar Maryland, where there's written documentation of an All Hallows' Eve celebration marked on a church calendar. So early Halloween customs included play parties where people would gather to celebrate the harvest people would gather to tell stories of the dead dance sing and tell fortunes so that's like in colonial america um right probably around the time of the united states becoming right a, a country at that point and it wasn't until the end of the 19th century that mass immigration of people from ireland because of the potato famine that would create the spread of Halloween celebration in the United States. Those Irish, huh? Yeah, because the Irish were the Celts. Yeah. And that Halloween tradition continued on over the years over there. And it was always being, it, it continued to be celebrated throughout time. And then when all those Irish people moved to the States, they were like, hey, let's celebrate this holiday. It's fun. And it just continued to spread. Damn. So, you know, we can thank the potato famine for Halloween in the United <laughs> States, basically. Oh <laughs> There'll be one last day of me drinking. 
an excuse. <laughs> Man, drink, uh, drinking, Halloween, the Irish, it's like all coming together now, right? <laughs> it all makes sense now. <laughs> oh, man. So now um, we kind of know, we, I just went over how Halloween came to be known, given its name, but we haven't really talked too much about the different traditions and things that are associated with Halloween. Right. Um, so obviously we were, we were given telling stories about trick or treating earlier at, at the beginning of the podcast with our, our personal stories from our childhood and trick or treating itself, Justin, didn't you put, you put a guess on like when you thought it started, like yeah. it's gotta be like a newer <clears throat> thing, right? That you're going around. Sure. I, so I didn't know any of this at all. Uh, the, the origins of trick or treating. I never even thought to look up why do why do we why do we trick or treat like how how did this yeah. start why on october 31st uh do we go door to door and say trick or treat and then hold open a pillowcase or a, a pumpkin a plastic pumpkin and then have people throw candy or money or what what what's some other stuff that you guys got on halloween i got bags of chips from one house toys Baseball cards. Toys, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little fucked up toys. Yep. Candy. Mostly candy. It was it's mo- yeah, it's mostly, mostly candy. candy. Yeah. Only so, idiots didn't give you candy. So Yeah, right? Like you go to a house, ring and, the doorbell. And you're you're in disguise too. Trick or treat, motherfucker. Yeah. Like why that is a that is a so, weird thing. So yeah, where you're you're gonna give me a treat or I'm going to it's blackmail. It's very demanding. It's, 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 pretty, it's yeah, like it's pretty you're gonna a bunch gnarly, of monsters man. blackmailing you right. yes. all night. Yeah, you've got these people that are dressed up, you don't know who they are, and they're like, Give me give me shit or I'm gonna fuck up your house. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> I'll fucking burn your house down with you sleeping in it. Yeah. <laughs> or give me a piece of candy. <laughs> Dude, it's, so it's really about the homeowners association. I think so. Yeah, I'll fucking nail your window shut and burn you down. <laughs> so trick or treating has roots in three old practices: mumming, souling, and guising. Jesus, those sound like all sex acts. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. That sounds like an Urban Dictionary thing. Oh my god! I mean, a mum, mumming, mumming, guising, <laughs> guising, uh, and souling, souling. Not to be confused with soul bonding. <laughs> <laughs> so, mumming was a medieval practice that was done on feast days, including All Hallows Eve, Christmas, Twelfth Night, and. <laughs> Shrove Tuesday, <laughs> dude. I take Shrove Tuesday off every year, and we get fucking Shrovey. <laughs> uh, man, I didn't look up what Shrove Tuesday is. <laughs> I kind of don't want to know. <laughs> fucking Shrove Tuesday, man. Yeah, um, but may- maybe we'll QC that. So it involves masked people in fancy dress that would parade in the streets and enter people's houses <laughs> to dance or play dice in silence that's crazy wait you're <laughs> playing like CeeLo? like <laughs> yeah, dude you show up to playing somebody's craps. house right dressed up in costume and go inside and just start dancing and throwing Throwing dice. dice. (laughs) I don't say a fucking word. Imagine if you just move into a town that does that shit and you're just like, 
who are you? <laughs> Dude, I'd be out. I'd be like, nope. Yeah. Fuck this. I got like 40 people dressed up like crazy people just throwing dice. Oh, yeah. Without saying a word. Yeah. Insane, dude. Insane. I'm reading that and I'm like, no. This, no. Yeah. What is this crazy shit? <laughs> Damn. So, souling was practiced in England from medieval times up until the 1930s. Souling involved members of the Christian faith who would travel from parish to parish and beg the rich for soul cakes in exchange for them to pray for the souls of the givers of the cakes and their friends. Are those those things that are in the urinals that you pee on? I believe so. They're delicious. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, they are pretty good. <laughs> they got that vinegary tang. <laughs> oh yeah, they have a nice aroma to them. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So you begged them for cakes, and then you're like, "Yeah, I'll pray for your friends." Basically, give me, give me some I'll, cakes. I'll, I'll pray for you and your friends in exchange. At least they're they're getting prayers instead of tr- uh, uh, tricks. tricks. Yeah, you know. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they're and dressed up. the The final, uh, the final route of trick or treating is guising, which originated in Scotland and Ireland, and would involve trick children dressed in costume traveling door to door for food or coins on halloween it that was, sounds like it it was first noted as being practiced in scotland in 1895 and in north america in 1911 in kingston ontario canada damn okay 1895 i was kind of there 1911 yep right around the <clears throat> right around the turn of the century yeah we're getting um, so that that is trick or treating. That's tr- that is trick or treating. Guising. Yeah. Guising. So and it, that's like di- like disguising in a way. Is it, is exactly. Kinda- yeah. It, it just wasn't called trick or treat yet. Right. But it's basically the first. It's basically like the first real like the closest thing. To, it, you can see where those other ones were pretty close, but it's not quite there. And um, the earliest print evidence of the phrase trick-or-treat appears in 1927, also in Canada, in an Alberta, Canada newspaper. So the Canadians came up with uh, the term trick-or-treating, apparently. Trick-or-treating. Those nice Canadians. Yeah. Candy, I'll I'll blackmail you. (laughs) The trick is I have all these pictures of you. (laughs) And they'll be released. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> <laughs> that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in the United States, the phrase "trick or treating" first appeared in the 1930s, and um, trick or treating got really popular in guess what? The 1950s, post World War II, when everything that we know now is popular. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bunch of kids. So uh, you were you were kind of right. I mean, that was when it became its mainstream because you started to get all these suburban neighborhoods and people right. living in close proximity to each other, and it was very easy to go trick or treating. A lot of kids and then. a lot of kids. That's a boomers, Great right? war was o- over. That was the baby boomers and all that stuff, and it just Halloween has snowballed um, since then. Essentially, right. getting more and more popular um, every year. Damn. So, um, uh, I mean, along with trick-or-treating, we have Halloween parties. That's another big thing. And um, it's kind of around the same time 
that trick-or-treating is coming into prominence that halloween parties are mumming or, or yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> halloween parties are mumming and uh the so if you look back at like Samhain and All Hallows Eve, there were g- gatherings that were associated with these holidays and these celebrations and everything. So um, it's natural that you would have party and celebration at Halloween. But the way that we celebrate Halloween today was slightly different than they were celebrating Halloween back then because they were thinking, I mean, yeah, we dress up as in scary costumes or not so scary costumes, but we're not like remembering the dead as much. There's not, even though there's all this imagery around, it's not like we're talking about it to each other. We're not really, never, never yeah. no, no, we're not talking about like, you know, some, I mean, sometimes uh, I'm sure it comes up, but really when you're at a Halloween party, you're not discussing dead family members or friends. Fuck no. You know, um, it's more about just getting loaded, <laughs> listen to music, yeah. having fun, yeah, doing yeah. silly games. Yeah, we're not dressing up. We're not st- shotgunning beers, <laughs> doing shots, funneling beers from a skull shaped funnel. Yep. I have one of those, by the way. <laughs> drinking, drinking, um, pumpkin flavored beers oh yeah yeah and and october-y type beers Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so there's a reason uh why that there was a shift in you know the old celebrations we're remembering um the dead and we're praying for good harvests and all that stuff capitalism um i mean not really but (laughs) but but capitalism took advantage of it but in the late 1800s, there was a move in the Americas to make Halloween less about pranks and witchcraft and more about community and get-togethers. So it was it was kind of a it was a thought out thing when in the early traditions of when Halloween was being celebrated in America to kind of shift the focus from. Um, I mean, even though we call it trick or treat, and that's probably that's kind of where the the trick part comes from because it, it, Halloween was associated with a time of pranks, even to back in, you know, Al, Al Hallows Eve and everything. But um, it, it's, we, isn't the trick part about Halloween weird because we always say trick or treat and there are those kids that play pranks and like throw, but almost never, but it's, it's, it's always the bad kids. That it's, have problems. It is the bad kid. You know, you're not, ne- you don't go to a house and you say trick or treat. And if, they don't have treats for you. You're just like, make it on the list. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your address again? I'm sorry. I yeah. Get and that. then we have we have customs now where on Halloween, everybody knows if you're giving out candy, you put your porch light on or you, you put something yeah, yeah. out in there that says, hey, like we've got candy here. You're not just going up to random houses and knocking on the door and hoping, you know, there's some signal there. Yeah. But have you ever been turned down? No, like if you ever, I mean, like, when I was a kid, trick or no. treat, yeah. and then people open up the door and they're like, "No, fuck no, off, give bitch. me, give me the tricks, trick, motherfucker." <laughs> I <Yeah>. choose trick. <laughs> I'll be outside all night. Yeah, but I, I guess you could, like, you know, the com- the commercialization of Halloween. You could see how that would be easier to do when you're making it more about, oh, it's a fun thing. It's not a time of 
mourning and you know harvest celebration and that kind of stuff although the imagery associated with halloween is very much that 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 it's harvesty scarecrow it is you've you've also got death you've got skeletons you've got ghosts you've got all these things but we are actually acknowledging it it's all for show right you know for sure yeah but it'd be interesting to see like to witness an old all hallows eve or Samhain or something like that sure because i imagine that there were components of okay we're honoring the dead but then hey let's have some fucking just bleed out a goat and burn it alive yeah and then drink some beers and fucking you know some ancient ales and get get going babylonian brews perhaps yeah definitely yeah yeah it's pretty cool yeah so uh at your halloween parties yeah yeah and at during your trick-or-treating there's certain food types that are associated with halloween right like what if if i say halloween food or candy what do you guys think of like right off the bat i don't know you don't know really cider Okay, well, cider, that's a drink. <clears throat> Mars Corporation comes to mind, and I'm thinking. <laughs> talking to candy? Milky Ways. I'm thinking. Snicker bars, Baby Ruth's. So chocolate. Skittles. Yep. Donuts on a string cider that I donuts. eat from. Cider donuts, yeah. Apples cider. or caramel I, apples. I really think caramel apples, apples. There you go, candied yeah. apples. I think a Big lot about one. apples come this time of year. It is, and that's because it kind of coincides with the apple harvest. Yeah. So you'd get a lot of candied apples. Right. That, that's like a Halloween staple thing. Candy apples, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I used to like caramel apples. Yeah. I can't, I can't. But now they just like, it freaks me out to try to eat one. Me too, rip your me teeth Because yeah. it's like, God damn. You know, rip your yep. teeth right out of that thing. Like as a kid, you don't even think about it. Now I'm like, oh man, do I want to, how do I, what do I do with this? <laughs> you want a sugar ball dipped in sugar? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I never got into those as a kid. I didn't like candy, that shit. I think I maybe had one once. And if I had it, I wanted just a traditional like caramel dip. That's it. Oh, Nowadays, yeah. it's like dipped, then it's rolled in chocolate, sprinkles, and fucking marshmallows. I'm like, what is all that bullshit? Yeah, man, pretty yeah. elaborate, dude. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want any of that. I no. just want it dip once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other one that I mean, there, I mean, there's a there's a bunch of other ones, and there's stuff from other parts of the world too that were associated with Halloween that candy corn. I, was, I wasn't too familiar with. Yeah. Candy corn. Candy corn. God dude. damn, I forgot about candy that. Corn. Fucking candy corn. So I have one fun fact about candy corn. I loved corn. candy corn when I was a kid. Okay, so how many pieces of candy corn do you think the major candy corn company makes? Pieces? How many pieces do you think they make dude, per Halloween season? I have no fucking idea. Um, I don't know. Um, 10 million pieces? No, it's more than that. It's got to be. Well, how many come in a bag? Like 300? <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I don't fucking know. 80 billion? <laughs> <laughs> mm. How do they fucking stick those colors together? It makes no Dude, goddamn I know. sense. It's insane. I got to see how it's made on candy corn. You definitely do. Yeah. It's just a big block of candy corn. They chisel away at it. Yeah. Have you ever Have you ever stacked up candy corn before? Stacked no. it? Stacked it? Are you serious? No, I've never done that. Dude. Okay, so the way candy corn is shaped, right? Yeah, yeah. So it's basically- It's, it's like a, a point. It's, it's a triangle. It's yep. a triangle. Yep. If you put it all like in a center, like a circle, like a pizza, mm-hmm. like your different slices, and yeah. then you stack it vertically, 
like a tower, man. Oh, it's okay. Fucking okay. Crazy. <laughs> How high you can get it? No, no, no. It's just, dude. It looks like a cob of corn. Oh, oh yes, I have seen people it's do that. It's fucking cool, man. Oh, it's weird. Man. Yeah, yeah. They do. Okay. Maybe you're the one who showed me it, and I was like, "The fuck is that? Yeah. That looks like a corn on the cob." Dude, it's it's cool, man. Oh, which that- which makes sense. Candy corn, like a full ear yeah. of candy corn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so weird, man. You want to know the number? Sure. Seven billion. Jesus. Oh, and that shit. That so that company Brax Candy makes uh, seven billion pieces a year, and that's only eighty. Well, only it's eighty-five percent of the total candy corn that's made. Is that like all they make too? No, like, no, they make a bunch of shit. Do they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a lot of candy corn. That's, that's a, a lot. fuck ton of sugar. That's one for like every person on planet Earth. That's a fuck ton of sugar. Yeah. I wonder how much like gets sent back to Brax and then they just like <laughs> just throw it ship in the it bit. back out next year. They pr- probably don't. I don't think they send shit back because like that, that Halloween candy goes on sale for like a penny the day after Halloween. Yeah. And you get all those people in the store just loading up their carts with the leftover Halloween candy. My f- my friend used to work at a Walgreens and she was she was like, yeah, we have the Halloween candy from last year. We just put it back on the shelves. We just stick it in boxes and we just throw it back out again. Really? I was like, I'm pretty sure that's illegal, bro. I feel like that's unethical. Like, Yeah. Yeah, but you but know. But that shit probably lasts forever. Yeah. yeah. Sugar and <laughs> shit. It's like just sugar. I mean, I could see like maybe some of the chocolate getting gross, but like candy corn bro it's literally like a brick of sugar yeah with like coloring yeah man i don't know so do you guys get any more notes on food food yeah like halloween food or candies i got so ro- what about like, like roasted pumpkin seeds <clears throat> and pumpkin oh, type fuck things yeah, yeah like because, pumpkin pie yeah you know you're, you're harvesting the pumpkins at the time yeah, and, yeah. a yeah. lot of harvesty foods though you know that's the time where people pick all their garden shit and make stuff with it yeah i mean for halloween specifically yeah it's more like um like you're not getting as much yeah you're not getting as much of like the pumpkin pie i don't think but definitely roasted pumpkin seeds mm, um it's more snackies yeah i fucking had at a halloween party we were at someone made like these fingers they look like fingers they're hot dogs oh yeah and they had ketchup on them. I didn't yeah. know it was ketchup. I took a huge bite and I almost barfed it. Because uh, you don't like ketchup. I fucking hate ketchup. Yeah. And I was like, ooh. And I just took a bite. I was like, oh, it's fucking ketchup on there. Yeah. So I'm pretty nasty. sure that was Jamie that made yeah, that. Jamie makes them every year. That was the last time I had ketchup and it was traumatizing. Oh, it's God. weird because she cuts the onion to look like a fingernail. I know. It's uh, oh, yeah, me right. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. That's true. I forgot about that part. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Damn. Yeah, I, I one of my favorites is the uh, mummy shaped calzone that oh, my dad yeah. makes every Fuck year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I I never like saw. I've never been to like a Halloween party until I was hanging out with you guys. Yeah, like my parents didn't do any of that shit. Usually, we would I would watch on Halloween. I'd watch like that dude who like wore that fucking mask and he'd like reveal magic tricks. That was always on every year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You know? I know exactly the magician that you're talking about. And he's yeah. like. And he'd like un- unexplained things or whatever yeah. he'd do. They show that on Halloween every year. Every year they put oh, it on man. Halloween. I remember yeah. when that first came out, it was a really big deal. It was. Because that guy Unlocking was, the secrets of oh, magic. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, like, I think, was it on Fox? I feel like that was, was. a Fox thing. Yeah. And then the Treehouse of Horrors would always come out. Dude, yes. Simpsons, Treehouse of Horrors. So when I was researching this Halloween episode and everything, and then I started to think about 
Halloween in media and pop culture, I think we should do an episode on that completely like next year yeah. for next year's ha- Halloween thing. Pop culture and Halloween. Because like the TV, like the Halloween specials of TV shows, movies, um, I mean, commercials, the music. Like, there's a lot of oh, shit yeah. that, like, goes into- Breakfast cereals? Breakfast cereals. Yeah, dude. Yeah. That, blueberries and shit. That's a whole nother- I thought about for a second putting it in this episode, but then I'm like, oh, no, there's there's too much here. I, I don't want to, you know, dude, do one, injustice. One big thing that we would do would be, like, the easiest and quickest thing we do for Halloween decorations is my dad would put uh, a CD player in the window and put like the Halloween sound effects on. Oh yeah. And he'd yeah. crank it up and it'd be like just thunder and like creaking yep. and girls screaming and shit. I remember walking by houses that would do that. Like, yeah. My new trick or treating dad would do that every yeah. year. He just pop the CD in and be like, <laughs> like yeah. Yeah. So at Halloween parties and food and apples, we get bobbing for apples, right? And why we do this at Halloween. To get better at doing blowjobs. Bobbing um, for cacks. Use those teeth. That's the rule wow. number one. Use your teeth. <laughs> oh my God. Just bite right into it. So earlier I had mentioned that there was this uh, celebration of this Roman goddess who is of fruit and trees. So they think that there's some roots in that goddess pomona because her symbol was the apple so um there's another part to this which is interesting and it's going to spin into my next segment which is forgotten halloween traditions but bobbing for apples um traditionally during an during the annual celebration young unmarried people try to bite into an apple floating in water or hanging from a string on a line. The first person to bite into the apple would be the next one to be allowed to marry. Damn. To Ma- be allowed? I mean, that's what it said. I, I don't know if that's just like a, I mean, a grammar thing where it's like, it, or it's more like throwing the bouquet at the wedding and who yeah, catches right. it kind of deal. Kind of like silly game. Like, no, huh? man, dude, this this is arranged marriages, man. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Very st- Imagine if like the hottest chick in town was just terrible at it. And you're like, fuck, come on, bitch. <laughs> just get it. Oh, my God. Like every guy's like, damn, like she never got married. Like why? Like she just couldn't get that apple. Yep. She was just single her whole life. But yeah, Bob. So Bob, that's one of those Roman things that got spun into the All Hallows Eve thing, and then just carried into the Halloween thing and the traditions through over the years. And that was—I remember at like our Halloween parties growing up, we'd always do the bobbing for apples thing. Never questioned it; just thought, "Oh, that's the thing that we do during Halloween." Right? You know? Did not know of its Roman roots and this um, Roman goddess Pomona. Damn. We should bob for apples this year. It's been a few years. We did it uh, a couple years ago. I'll get like a fucking giant horse trough from like Tractor Supply. Oh my God. That'd be enough for like four people at a time. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, I know we did it at one of our parties and Q crushed it. Just just like, like, I swear to God, he didn't even touch the water. It was just like, (laughs) snatched that apple right out and came back up and we're like, uh, a fraction of a second? What? Next. (laughs) He swallowed it whole. My God. Like a snake. It's ridiculous. Yeah, we had a prize for him. Um, 
uh, it was a beer. We got one of the um, Rogue Voodoo Donut beers was the prize. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. The donut on the string, man, now that Willie's not around to like eat it in one bite. Oh, I know. Dude, I almost died the time I did it with you guys. I just started swallowing that shit dry and I was like, <laughs> I was like don't die in front of a bunch of strangers. Yeah. Dude, the donut on the string, I wonder if that was related to the apple on the string. Oh, yeah, for And sure. then it just, to change it up, Yeah, um, it morphed into the donut. So you're not doing everything with apples. I remember Willie fucking put that in his mouth in one bite. He just like, oh. Well, that, that was oh, the yeah. problem is we had, they were like smaller Mini donuts. donuts. Yeah. We gotta, you gotta go big, so mm-hmm. it increases the chances of falling off. It's so dry yeah. too, because it's like an old fashioned oh, cinnamon yeah. donut. I need yeah. like a glaze, you know? <laughs> no, dude, no. You wanna get that sticky you glaze? You get that all Boston over? cream on Boston string. cream explode all over your <laughs> face. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> you swallowed that in one fucking bite. Powdered Boston cream on a string. Fuck oh. yeah. <laughs> it's wet and dry. Oh, yeah. You have to, you know, if you you, get a creamy one, you lose if you get more of the load on your face. (laughs) Oh, God. So um, I'm going to my last segment here before I I get to James. um, Yeah, yeah. Is going to be forgotten traditions. And when I dug into some of them, there was a lot of things in common. It was very similar to that bobbing for apples thing where it has to do with helping young women identify their future husbands. Okay. Is it looking in a mirror? That's one of them. Yeah. Okay, so. I saw that on Tom and Huck. Yeah, it's fucking weird, what? dude. Yeah, you remember Tom and Huck? I remember that, yeah. And the girl's like looking through the mirror and it was yeah. right around this time. Yeah, yeah. So um, there, there's all these weird things that young women would do on Halloween to try and predict their who their future husbands were or give them good luck to, you know, that they'll be married by next Halloween. One of them is that cooks in Ireland would hide rings in cakes or mashed potatoes in the hopes that it would bring luck to the person that found it. Hmm. Now, I hope that everybody knows these traditions and when they're eating mashed potatoes, they're like, yeah, exactly. They're not fucking swallowing a ring. But I imagine that that was, it was like a known thing, obviously. Um, Other things are in Scotland, they would name a hazelnut for each of their potential suitors and toss it into the fire. The nut that burned to ash rather than exploding would represent the girl's future husband. Oh, so they probably do one at a time and watch to see what happens. Or you you name them, you throw them in, and then you remember which ones are which or something. I don't know. Maybe you do them one at a time. Yeah. Oh, my God. Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Jamarcus. <laughs> Jamarcus. <laughs> now, would that happen, James? Would, would some of them blow up and then some of them just burn? I suppose. I mean, right. if the if I would think like if the nut was really sealed, like yeah. it hasn't cracked open, exactly, it would yeah. boil the nut inside, and then enough pressure would, poof, yeah, right. and then some that were like cracked open a bit. They would, yeah, the they, pressure the would gas be, have would release, a, a yeah. gas, yeah, yeah. Because I know like walnuts and shit, they if they're not ripened, you know, they're yep. still sealed and shit. Yeah, so I guess that's interesting. So there was some other examples we got tossing apple peels over your shoulder 
and then looking to see what initials they make on or what letters they make on the floor and that's the initials of your future mate damn so it's all really kind of centered around getting paired up to with your next spouse yeah it's all weird the, yeah it's, a it's fucking very weird, weird thing, that, man that they had well, i mean all... like you gotta think too like they were getting married at like 13 fi- to 15 probably oh, oh yeah so yeah, they're yeah. all kids playing games basically like, yeah yeah we're like none of us like we wouldn't be like oh i wonder i wonder who's gonna be my mate yeah. when we're like 30 like yeah. bitch like that's yeah. like it's like bitch, just, you know it's gonna be jamarcus <laughs> jamar it's spelled jamarcus don't you see the is jamarcus <laughs> And so the last one that I uh, that I that I was going to bring up was the you go into a dark room and Ooh. hold a candle in front of a mirror. Fuck that! No. Ho- <laughs> yeah, no way. <laughs> so what? Satan can come scoop me up? No, so that your future love will appear in the mirror. Oh, Isn't that some fucking, dark fucking shit? Bloody Mary? Exactly. Yeah. That's dude. some candy man's coming out. I yeah. ain't going anywhere near that mirror. Jamarcus's great grandfather <laughs> is going to come. <laughs> yeah fuck that dude yeah anything with like lights in the dark with mirrors that shit fucking freaks me out oh definitely yeah so james i've got one last thing and this is i think this is a big one i think this is a good one to end on i wanted james to look up the origin of jack-o-lanterns jack-o-lanterns yes all right i got a couple things but okay so jack-o-lanterns they're fucking pumpkins with you decorate them and shit and you put a candle in them and they're usually outside your house you carve them right you You like carve a face into them or right you know some kind of like what have you done in the past james what's some of your masterpieces oh fuck um i used to just be like just do a standard scary face yeah but like since we've been doing that pumpkin carving Mm -hmm. i've been doing a little more hardcore shit okay mr me seeks I did Mr. Yeah, Meeseeks one Mr. year. Yeah. I think I did like a beer once, like a glass of beer. I okay. can't remember. Yeah. I think I did like, uh, I feel like I did like Freddy Krueger one year. Okay. Yeah, I don't that's know. cool. Anyway. All right. So I have two different explanations. The first one. All right. The term jack-o'-lantern. It was used in American English to describe a lantern made from a hollowed out pumpkin. And that's been around since the 19th century, but it originated in the 17th century in Britain. It was used to refer to the man with a lantern or to a night watchman. And during that time, the British often called men whose names they didn't know, they would use the common name Jack. Thus, an unknown man carrying a lantern was sometimes called jack with the lantern or jack old the lantern Mm -hmm. cool all right yeah and then i was diving even deeper and i found this sick ass like tale of the maybe the origins of jack-o'-lantern okay but this is like jack-o'-lantern that guy is holding a pump like he's holding like an actual lantern lantern. he's not holding a carved out pumpkin with a candle inside all right so the second part of this is kind of explaining why pumpkins, you know? Yeah. Why the land, why gourds? Why, why mm-hmm. gourds? Why fucking like? Why do you carve them out? Why do you put the lantern thing in it? How did it get with Jack holding a lantern to? Right. Yeah. Okay. So to know the origin of jack o' lanterns, 
we have to go all the way back across the Atlantic to the marshes of rural Ireland. Okay, that's good. That's a good starting point. And it started to connect shit, right? In the early 1600s, the legend of a shadowy figure began to arise known as Stingy Jack. Okay. All right? I kind of like Stingy Jack. He's creative. All right. I like Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack was a blacksmith, and the story goes that he invited the devil himself for a drink. Now, Stingy Jack lived up to his stingy-ass name (laughs) and didn't want to pay for the drinks. Okay. So he convinced the devil to turn himself into a coin that would cover the tab Mm. of his beers or whatever he was drinking. All right. Okay, so the devil agreed, and he had he had his drink. But this motherfucker was so stingy, he left without paying the bill at all. Okay, so he didn't pay his bill, and he put the devil coin in his pocket with a silver cross. The silver cross was in his pocket as well. Now, this silver cross prevented the devil to turn back into his original form. So he was trapped as a coin in Jack's pocket. Jack eventually let the devil go, but in turn, he basically made a deal with the devil. He said, all right, he's like, I'll let you free if you basically leave me alone for a year. (laughs) Just a year? (laughs) Yeah. And And I was, yeah. And he's like, but if I die within this year, you can't, I can't go to hell. Okay. That's, I guess that's. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, simple deal. Yeah, yeah. So the devil agreed, and then he turned him back into the devil. All right? So as the year went along, it was coming to an end, Jack asked the devil to help him out again before he like before the year was gone. Mm-hmm. All right? So he asked the devil if he could climb the apple tree and pick some apples for him. All right? The devil agreed. He got up on the tree and started fucking picking apples. So while he was up there, Jack carved a cross in the tree and it prevented the devil from fucking climbing down from the tree. He was trapped up in the tree and he couldn't come down because he fucking carved a cross into it. Mm -hmm. All right. And he's like, this motherfucker tricked me again. You know, stingy Jack keeps tricking this bitch. (laughs) Now this time he said, I'll let you come down from the tree if you leave me alone for 10 years. And if I die... In the next 10 years, I don't go to hell. So he's like, all right, motherfucker, fine. Jack ends up dying within those 10 years. All right. And he he goes up to heaven. But God, like, he was like, man, you are you're fucking a terrible person while you're alive. You can't come to he- you can't come to heaven. Okay. You know? So he's like, oh shit. And so then he goes to hell, and the devil's like, Well, I have to fucking abide by my agreement. You can't come into hell either. And he's already pissed off at him anyway. And so he's like, well, what am I going to do? He's like, he ends up, the devil ends up giving Jack a single piece of coal to light his way in the night. And he says, "He, this is what the devil says. He says, why don't you find your own hell? And Jack has been roaming the nights with a coal carved into a turnip because turnips was his favorite food. <laughs> and he just roams the nights with this turnip with a little lit piece of coal to see his way okay all right if that makes sense so um some people say that they see jack around swamps and marshes 
roaming around looking for his own hell or whatever. With his, his little turnip. With his little turnip. Yeah, yeah. And um, so people people back in the day would carve into potatoes like a little jack face mm -hmm. or they'd carve it into a turnip. And then once people migrated to the United States, pumpkins were like a very popular mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thing to grow and they're the perfect thing to carve a jack-o'-lantern in. Yep. And it represents Jack and the coal is the like little candle you put into the jack-o'-lantern and all that. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So there's some folklore there that translates to people actually, you know, carving things into fucking stingy that jack. we yeah. still fucking do to this day yeah, yeah. without yeah. questioning oh yeah yeah oh what do you do this time of year you take a pumpkin you cut hollow off the out. top you hollow it out scoop the seeds out and the guts and carve some into it carve fucking stingy and then you jack put a little in light it. in there yeah yeah nice pretty cool right that's that is cool um and then i saw this cool little thing a world record was set october 21st 2006 when 30,128 jack-o'-lanterns were simultaneously lit on Boston Common in downtown Boston. That's cool. Pretty cool. That's, That's a world cool. record. And that was 2006. 30,128 30, were all lit at the same That's time. That's a lot. That's all I got. All right. Ham, you got any final notes on Halloween here? I got nothing. The origins of Halloween? Nope. Sweet. It's pretty good. Yeah. Informative. All right. Well, we'll uh, we'll catch you after this spookiness. See you later. Bye. <laughs>for knowledge podcast thank you all for joining us and listening to that episode this is halloween 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 da, da, da. something <laughs> yeah that was exciting right yes. this is uh the qc portion of this episode which will be very serious and straightforward and to the point that's right because we are all business on this podcast all the time that's right so um mr mayhew Yes. I <laughs> so I just got one thing, and yes. this is that itchy burning thing, and I'm not talking about my STDs. So Shrove Tuesday. Yes. Shrove Why Tuesday. is that important? I don't know. But what I think is we're Shrove Tuesday? I don't, I don't know. know. You tell us. Okay. So Shrove Tuesday is the day immediately preceding Ash Wednesday which is the beginning of Lent in Western churches. Mm. It occurs between February 2nd and March 9th, depending on what day Easter will fall on. Now, Shrove, 
derived from shrive, refers to the confessions of sins as a preparation for Lent, a usual practice in Europe in the Middle Ages. Although the day is still sometimes used for self-examination and introspective, (laughs) Shrove Tuesday eventually acquired the character of a carnival or festival in many places and is often celebrated with parades. As the final day before the austerity of the Lenten fast, Shrove Tuesday also has many customs pertaining to food. Pancakes are the traditional in a number of European countries because eggs, sugar, and fat, commonly forbidden during the Lenten fast, are used up so they will not go to waste. Damn, sounds fun. Shrove Tuesday is the day also known as Pancake Day or what? Pancake Tuesday in Ireland and in many Commonwealth <coughs> countries. So God, what damn. you're saying is we have to celebrate Shrove Tuesday or just Pancake Day. By eating a fuck ton of pancakes? On a Tuesday, which you On wouldn't normally do. I'm yeah. taking the day off of work, man, yeah. next year. <laughs> so Shrove Tuesday this year is going to be March 1st, 2022. Okay, right, right. cool. I'm, I dig it. Nice. Seth, what do you got? Well, I've got one very important thing. I said during the episode I was going to QC it, so I'm going to QC it for all you lovely people here right now. Now, it may have slipped our minds, but the male version of the camel toe is known as the moose knuckle. Yes. Moose knuckle. The moose knuckle. Okay. <laughs> I not, knew that. I yeah. knew not that. The, not the lizard lump. No, 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 no. So for all you people screaming at us, uh, it's moose knuckle. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we know. We In know. your your car when you were commuting to work. Yeah, yeah. Tuck that moose knuckle to the left or the right. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, um, that was a fun, awesome Halloween episode. Uh, Fuck yeah, it was. More to come. Yep. More to come. More to come. Well, you guys, thanks again for listening. Check us out on our Facebook page. Check us out on our Instagram. Check us out if you haven't. Rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, please. And thank you. And thanks for listening. See you guys later. Sayonara. Goodbye. Sausage candles.